afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we broadcast today from NCC The Classic taking place at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. Another interesting day in the markets is, you know, cattlemen were coming by and they were taking a look at the screen. Not a lot of happy folks, especially when they looked at this grain complex and the things that are happening there with some definite lower prices on the trade. But they also were talking about what was going on from the uh, perspective of our livestock, where we saw some higher numbers on the trade. We're going to dive into what's been affecting the trade and what we're going to see moving forward as Kyle Bumstead joins us. He is with Allendale. And so let's start out talking about this cattle complex. Obviously, it continues to move higher, and it did so today. Well, that's right, Susan. First of all, thanks for having me back. But yeah, we did see a nice uh, rally here in the feeder cattle here uh, to start out the, or to, to start out the session here. We took these March feeders clear up to 189.75, which looks to be maybe getting a little bit uh, a little bit rich up here because that cash feeder index is uh, way down at 182.57. We've got about 27 days for those two to start coming together. So uh, we, I have had a lot of questions here, and we have been kind of looking at some more uh, downside protection here as far as these feeders go in the front months here, uh, given that premium structure we have out there there has been a little bit of light hedge pressure out there in some of those deferred contracts but uh, the, the the deferred contracts all went on and made new contract highs today and like i said before bear markets don't make new contract highs however uh looking here at the spreads we did uh, we did start to see some bear spreading happen uh, the uh, march lost about 70 cents to the april today and the april lost about 30 cents here to the may so there was a little bit of commercial sell pressure commercial hedge pressure in this uh, feeder complex up in the front here susan are you going to see guys trying to keep the top side open on these cattle? You and I were talking beforehand about the fear of a black swan. Mm-hmm. That's right, and uh, a lot of a lot of the interest lately has been in just uh, you know maybe just straight up buying puts or uh, doing some synthetic uh, some synthetic uh, shorts or, and some things like that. So that may be something here that a lot more people could get interested in because volatility is very, very cheap right now in the uh, feeder cattle and the live cattle puts right now or, or in the options period. Uh, so that might be something uh, for a producer to take a look at here. Keep that top side open because if this thing really is off of the races, then we don't want to be behind the eight ball here uh, as far as margin wise. So, you know, lock yourself up a floor, lock up some downside protection just in case there is a black swan event, which case in point, we saw one here uh, over the weekend. Last Friday, there was talk of BSE in South America, Brazil to be exact. Then uh, yesterday after the uh, market closed, there was a headline out that uh, came across from major news sources that uh, China was banning imports of Brazilian beef due to this BSE case. Well, it, it was an atypical case and it didn't uh, wasn't contracted here through feed or anything like that. So this could uh, turn out to be an on-issue here in the next couple of days here if they do their testing and, and things uh, come out all right, they could open those uh, imports from, of Brazilian beef back up uh, to go back to China. So could we see some benefits, though, for this cattle market because corn is looking a little cheaper right now? That is possible. Um, however, a lot of people have their corn needs locked in. Uh, you know, basically, you know, the farmer feeder, they've got it locked in the bin here, and they're looking at the opportunity cost. Should I be selling corn or should I be feeding it out? What should I be doing here? So there could be a little bit of a boost. But uh, when you look at uh, the, the, the cash corn versus cash feeders over time, they move more in a, they move more in tandem than they do opposite each other. So, you know, corn goes up, feeders go up, feeders go up, and corn has had a tendency to be rallying at the same time. So there is a there is a disparity between the two, but uh, you know, to say feeders were up because corn was down, I'm going to call that not a one-day deal here, um, if that's what they're uh, calling it today. But I do think over time here that uh, if this corn market were to back off a little bit, you could see these feeders back off just a little bit too. Is cash going to wait till after the cattle on feed report tomorrow? 
That's a very good question. We have seen uh, quite a few uh, cash cattle trade here today. Uh, we started after the close here with 164 trading in Texas. Uh, there is a possibility we could be trading 165 in Kansas. Have not uh, confirmed that, but there is a lot of talk of 165 in Kansas, and that's right where the board's sitting right now on the Fed contract, which goes off next week. So it is tied to the cash market um, at that 165 level. So we could possibly see some of that. But that cattle on feed, um, I do look for there to be a little bit more aggressive uh, on the buy side here late today into tomorrow here. I don't know if they're going to want to wait uh, too far or too long and, and get after this cattle and feed report just so it doesn't give them some surprises. Now, that cattle and feed report comes out on Friday afternoon, and uh, looking at it here, they've got an on-feed estimate of 96.3, a placement number of 97.1, and a marketing number of 104%. Now, if we look at that month over month, I'm really not too concerned about year over year because a year ago we had record high placements and we had a lot of records uh, on the bearish side. Now, we need to look at this thing month over month, and month over month, it looks like we have been improving this uh, complex fundamentally here uh, in the last 60 days. What about these hogs? I mean, they continue to charge higher. Nice to see some positives for them. Yeah, it was it was nice to see the hogs uh, finally put something together here on Tuesday. Tuesday had a nice rally uh, early on in the week, and then uh, Wednesday gave uh, you know quite a bit of a back here. But then uh, we weren't able to slightly build on it here again on Wednesday. I do think that these hogs are trying to form a bottom, but there are some uh, downside uh, chart objectives for us to potentially go back here and get as far as this April contract goes. The cash index is still lagging. We're uh, we're about seventy seven and a half, seventy seven sixty somewhere in there on the cash index, and that. Uh, uh, April board is sitting around 86 bucks, so there's still a ten dollar uh, ten dollar premium there in the futures compared to the cash. So we do want to see uh, we do want to see this wholesale pork trade uh, continue to work higher, as well as the cash market work higher in order to sustain this premium. That's what it's going to take on both the hog side and on the cattle and feeder side. What are you looking for in the next week or so for either one of these? week or so um there is a seasonal sell we're right in the middle of a seasonal sell in this cattle complex i am looking for a slight setback here in these cattle um both the cattle and the feeders here especially if this march feeder cattle board contains keeps this premium going like it is and um, the cash market doesn't start to get moving up there towards the futures then we could see this uh, feeder market set back here as far as the futures go to try to come back here to meet that cash like i said we've got 27 days for that to happen february live cattle they go off next week here uh, that happens on tuesday so we're going to have some movement there, and uh, we also need to see uh, the box beef market continue to push higher in order to keep the premium that we have out there and help uh, help keep that packer margin just so they can keep bidding up there. Not- All right. Well, stick around, folks. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we're here to help you stay one step ahead during the coming growing season. With reliable local expertise. Fontenelle offers personal service and expert advice that comes from knowing local conditions. Agronomic support. We give you the agronomic tools to help you make informed decisions every step of the way. And if you're still making seed decisions, your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer has a good supply of locally proven varieties. Fontenelle, solutions you need, relationships you trust. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue to broadcast from NCC, the classic, taking place at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. If you hear that background noise, which I'm sure you do, that's the auction year right now as they are busy selling bulls and heifers and all the different breeds, and that'll continue into later this afternoon. Well, Kyle Bumstead continued to join us here for the second half, and, and we talked about it a bit on the front half, and that was this grain price in correlation to what we're seeing in, in the cattle market. What are you seeing um, the pressure 
that might be happening with this grain market. Obviously, another day with some lower numbers. But filtering over to this livestock side, are we hitting our break even for these cattle right now? Well, that's a good question here. Today we saw um, a lot of liquidation here as far as corn, as, as far as the corn complex is concerned. A lot of technical selling uh, started to come into the complex here, a lot of commercial selling. And so really need to take a look at that open interest here on Friday morning and see what was actually happening. Were they liquidating or, or who was liquidating or what was liquidating? And uh, that's going to be you know kind of a catalyst here to see how we uh, finish off the week. Now, corn did violate some major support here in that May contract. We closed below 660. And uh, the March contract, we have March options expiring here uh, on Friday and first notice in Tuesday. So you're going to see a lot of movement out of this March contract here, which has already been taking place. But you see a lot more movement here in the next couple of days. And that's going to put more pressure on the May potentially here as we start to see that happen. Now, we do still have a slight inversion here. The March is trading over the May by about uh, three quarters of a cent. We're still inverted that March to July by about nine and a quarter cents. And May is still trading over July by about eight and a half cents, which still says fundamentally the market is friendly. But these end users may have enough uh, enough bought up here because there has been some corn moving here on the cash side here uh, the last couple of weeks. So there could be enough bought up here uh, short term that they could keep some pressure on this thing. So looking at this uh, corn market, obviously we saw the futures go down for corn and beans alike. What about this ethanol margin? I mean, I've been reading that it's just kind of range bound right now. Are we waiting on spring? Well, I think we are waiting on spring. So uh, ethanol margins range bound or the corn market range bound. The corn market has been range bound, but today we did sort of break out of that range with uh, the next downside technical target here in that July corn going to be close to that 640 to 645 area. And that May corn is going to be close to about 647 to 650 area as far as strong support. So those are some areas that really need to be held uh, as we close up the week here. And we want to see this thing, you know, turn and, and work higher here to finish up the week, which could happen. We, we are going into another weather week in South America, so we could see some weather come in here and uh, buoy this corn market just a little bit, kind of like the soybeans there as well. Uh, Soybeans, they're still fundamentally front-loaded and uh, looking out here longer term. As far as an acreage battle, I know that's going to be the talk here coming up because there's some USDA numbers coming in the next 30 days here as far as acreage reports, but Soybeans look to me like they are somewhat trying to buy some acres with that no trading at five and a quarter cents carry to the next January. So I think there's a little bit of an acreage battle going on out there right now. Not to not to say that there's going to be a, a big surge in price, but it does look like they're they are trying to buy a few bean acres here because when you look at the east of March corn spread, there's eight cents carry there. So it's still more favorable to plant corn. I think beans really need to get after it if they're going to buy some acres here, especially in the southern plains here. And uh, you know, corn and beans are really taking the place of the cotton down there. So you know, that's that's we're going to need to see some acre switch. Have you heard anything when it comes to numbers on on the soybean harvest coming out of South America? I haven't I haven't heard too much. I guess I've just been watching the spreads here because that's been kind of telling us here that this market, they, they still need to get some beans. They still need to acquire some beans here from us here at uh, stateside here in the USA. So uh, look, I've, I've seen all kinds of different uh, government reports coming out of there, but I don't know how much faith you want to put on that. Uh, the bean meal market did come back fairly strong here. It did settle off its lows here today, so we still need to watch that meal market. Uh, we are still hovering up here near between four ninety and $500 a ton on this March meal. And with that inversion there, does May come up here and uh, try to meet where the March went off? That's a good question. That's something we're going to need to be watching here as far as the health of the bean market moving forward in Argentina weather progress. And, of course, we're still dealing with a strong dollar. So when we look at this, what about the dollar? I mean, it has been strong as of late. What are you seeing out there? 
Well, when I look at the dollar, Susan, um, we've traded the last three weeks have been higher against uh, uh, an intermediate term downtrend, but we did start to see that trend turn up here about two weeks ago, and this would be the fourth week higher on the dollar if we post a higher close on Friday then that's going to negate that potential uh, down that downtrend that we've been in. So that could have a little bit of an effect here as far as pressure or uh, some pressure on the commodity complex as a whole. And that could bleed over into some of the crude oil and the petroleum markets as well, too, if this dollar does start to work higher out of this downtrend. Now, like I said, last week was the third week higher that we had. This week's going to be the fourth week higher close that we have. We just need to take out last week's highs of uh, 104.66 or 104.67 in order to get us into a, uh, a, a potential short term uptrend on that dollar. Well, we've looked at a lot of different things today. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can call me here at the office at 308-708-7340. Thanks so much. Kyle Bumstead's been joining us today for the Fontenelle Final Bell. Kyle, give that number once again. 308-708-7340. All right, Jen. Of course, we always want to remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. As we broadcast today from NCC, the classic taking place in Kearney, Nebraska, the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. The prices, by the way, Kyle, they're getting some pretty good numbers on those heifers and bulls coming through the show ring. The Fontenelle Final Bell is being right. brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.